I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> He likes rockets, and uh, he does good at rockets, too. We live in an age based on science and technology with formidable technological powers. And if we don't understand it, and by we I mean the general public, if it's something that, oh, I'm not good at that, I don't know anything about it, then who is making all the decisions about science and technology that uh, are going to determine what kind of future our children live in? Now watch this drive. Are those the Twin Towers? Those are the Twin Towers. What are the What are the names of those buildings? There's the buildings in downtown Chicago. They look like honeycombs. The beehives. Yeah, the buildings. Honey. I shrunk the kids. Buildings. Chicago. Anyone, anyone who's anyone knows exactly what album I have on display. Just from me saying that. I, I have no idea. That, that's the White Stripes. No, their no. debut album. No, the Honey, the, I, Honeycomb the Kids. It's the Marina City Towers in Chicago. Yep, yep. the Marina City Towers. Um, so yeah, a tribe, called, a tribe called Quest. Is that it? Tribe Called Quest, which is a New York Green band. Day. White Stripes, Day. which is a Detroit band. So that's right. Represent. Can we name any Chicago bands. Uh, Chicago, Barack Obama, Chicago Park Five. That's Central Park Five. <laughs> what? That's true. That's the Central Park Five. Is the shit. famous uh, the, Ken- the Dead Kennedys? Are the Dead Kennedys from Chicago? I don't no. know. The, Ken- the Kennedys from, are, and they're all dead. They're from Washington. I th- yeah, the Kennedys are New England. Are they originally from Chicago? I don't fucking don't. The Barack Obamas. Don't. I'm most of the things that I say. I'm sorry. I'm still in like meeting mode. Whereas like the yeah. most of the things that I say, I just rely on the fact that nobody's going to Google it. All right. Is Drew really loud? Um, he might be a little louder. I, I think I'm pretty loud separate, too. This is why we need separate tracks. All right. Watch this drive. Episode five. Well, we would have money for a proper podcast. I'm Randy. This is Drew and Carl. Hey. I would have money. F- we, as a company, would have money this is for. Watch this drive, episode five. You already said that. <laughs> Why are you doing two intro? Are you just fucking with me at this point? <laughs> I've resigned myself to the fact that you're going to do intros, even though I like explicitly advocate for a stream of consciousness. After the intro, segment one or two. I don't know. Is the intro segment one? So this is segment two. Segment album, zero. Album on display. I can't believe everyone. Zero all of our listeners. All of our listeners got it. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot by Woco. 20th anniversary super limited deluxe edition it's here me, you're gonna I get wrong show it i gotta show you while randy's away from the headphones carl do you want to talk some shit yeah i was about to oh, he's coming back hold on i actually want him to hear it he's got that's a huge fucking box that's a, a huge very large box. box and how much how much i think there's 11 you vinyl 11. wait did you just buy is that the thing you were telling me you just bought for 250 dollars yeah So Holy you spent shit. $250 on some of the most derivative music anyone's ever heard. Carl, I think you're quiet. 
Yeah, you are. You are kind of quiet. Um, it actually comes with a book. Look at that. Am I still quiet? That's beautiful. It's a whole. It's a whole book. Holy shit. Anyway, so this is the album that we were talking about. We were talking about a little while ago. That was supposed to come out in 2001, but then they got dropped from their label and then re-signed from a subsidiary of the same label. Two buildings. The label paid twice for this album. Speaking of uh, dumb businesses, <laughs> I was telling Carl that I've, I've worked 30 hours this week, which doesn't sound like a lot until you consider the fact that it's a Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry for that. Oh, it's fine. It's not your fault. It's a systemic issue. Um, and it, I am the system because I'm letting it happen. Yeah. The old guitarist in my band would always complain about working crazy overtime. You worked at like some auto parts, auto service center or whatever. And uh, my drummer's like, you know why, though? Because you let him do that to you. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And the thing that sucks about this is that I'm not even getting paid overtime. No, but you could take the rest of the week off at least. No, I can't. Well, at least part of it. You think, we're, you think this is done? You think this is going back in the box? <laughs> this is the beginning. What, what are you talking about? The website. <laughs> I the... spent... Um, I told Randy about this, Carl, already, but I spent probably 10 minutes... I was, for the listeners, I was uh, migrating contacts and there's a bunch of mailing lists and I was trying to, the format that we're putting them in is, is a better system uh, that I made that is way less redundant. So there's a bunch of duplicates from different lists and I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I, like, what's the fastest way for me to deduplicate these? They don't have like a unique identifier on them because really? I forgot what an email is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, t- I'm tired. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. want to talk about timesheets? No. <clears throat> Definitely not. Because it seems like some of the angry messages I get from you guys about timesheets, seems like you do want to talk about timesheets. I don't think they're angry. They're more, like, playful. Yeah. No, they're yeah. angry. They're definitely ang- angry coming from me, because if I'm getting told from other people, then I, you know, I feel like, I feel like Drew's doing that to me personally. I think you were missing, like, the majority of a month for a little while there. Well, yeah. I, you know, so I don't, I'm not a numbers guy. Uh, the computer does all the math for me. And I, as previously stated, get paid the same no matter what the numbers say. So if they want me to care more about the timesheets, I would advise them to pay me a commission. Okay. All right. So I didn't mean to bring the vibe down. Duly noted. Didn't mean to bring the vibe down. No, I mean, honestly, uh, this whole podcast was basically supposed to be kind of like our tech chats, right? So, and this is, this is about on par. Yeah, this is definitely on par. This is on par. He's got Drew bitching about timesheets. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting because the big reason that we're doing this is, you know, just being discontent with the way that things are. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is like one of the things that we get to do is not do timesheets. So I will say that if you ever introduce any type of a timekeeping system, um, not only will I quit, I will uh, do an album on display of a Rage Against the Machine album. In Randy's front yard. Yeah, I, I, I think. But I'm the some, album art. I think. I think. Uh, I'm gonna light myself on fire. Yeah, I think, I, we're, got I think it. where timesheets come into play in some instances, not all, obviously, but um, I do think that there are certain clients that require metrics on those types of things and what's being spent, and it's very hard to report on that if there is no record keeping. That's true, and I would be sympathetic to that if I wasn't told that hours on a project that had those hours already estimated were cut and the scope is not being reduced yeah yeah how the yeah. No, fuck no, no. what are you yeah. talking about no no i'm just saying that like you know raging against the timesheets it's not always like a thing 
that you have control over. But we we probably will have control over that because we could just not do work for those types of people. Right. Value-based pricing, cool people only. What, last yeah. time we, we kind of alluded to us having a project. I don't remember. if Had we sold that? Had we like gotten approval at, at the last recording? Um, I don't no. think so. No. Okay. Great news, everybody. We got approval on a project um, and they confirmed the budget and everything. Um, bad news if you're just joining us. They have uh, decided to go a different way. Drew's starting this really, this episode's really bitter. Well, yeah. no, it's fine. It's like, I'm, that's not their fault. Like this shit happens. It's just, you know, it's it for, our, for our memoirs. You know, it's a good story. Yeah. But it has a, it was, it was a roller coaster. It was like super exciting. Like I was like, holy crap. Like we just sold a job, like our first job, our website's not even up yet. And you know, we, we got a job and a big one, you know, honestly for like a first job, I feel like that was yeah. it it's pretty, pretty significant. Big. And uh, then in a matter of like, what, three days, it was, uh, it was Something gone. like that. Yeah. So eh, you win some, you lose some. Yep. Or, I mean, you know, zero, zero sum. Would this be zero sum? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, not much. Might so, be able ha- to, again, we might be able to salvage Sorry. something from that specific situation, but certainly not the... Uh, well, yeah, and I, the people were really cool, mm-hmm. and it's not their fault, and I, no. I, I would like to work with them. I was excited. I was also just excited to work with them because they seem cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they seem like good people. That's service-based in- industries for you, though. Yeah, because a lot of minds get changed the last minute, and this is why everybody's yep. trying to productify. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to get that recurring the, those those subscriptions. That's exactly those. why. Yeah, because a lot of this stuff is, and then when you do get it, the scopes end up changing halfway through, and yeah, usually not usually favorite. not for the, the your benefit. Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. Not it's it's a hard benefit. thing. You're you're always chasing something. And this is why the economy is going to explode. Well, I mean, service space isn't exactly a new thing. But no, I know. I think the economy is going to explode for a like lot of the weird, reasons. Yeah. I mean, but I, I think, I mean, and I'm biased because this is what I do all day. But uh, just like looking at even in the last few years, how like accelerated it feels like everything has gotten and how, I don't know, is, is am I crazy or has it gotten like worse? Some things have or gotten Or maybe it's worse. about the same. Some things are about the same. Yeah. yeah. I think the the things that have gotten worse are um, the productivity increases during COVID for service space for like, for lack of a better term, computer stuff, you know, you know, building websites or what have you. The productivity went up so high that I don't think it's sustainable, you know, because people were, I don't know, people were anxious. People were working from home. They, they on, wanted to prove themselves. Yeah. yeah. And they, and, and there's a lot of like anxiety because everything was shut down. So what are you going to do? So you kind of twiddled your thumbs yep. and. Work. Yeah, you put you put that energy into the into your work or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and then, so that you're raising those expectations. Yeah, and at the same time, like busy work ended up increasing, so just hours ended up increasing. I think that is going to have a negative effect for sure. Well, because it's it's really hard, especially if you are at a uh, mid to large size pet company, if you don't understand how your own company works mm-hmm. and what specifically goes into the stuff that you're making then when it comes time to reevaluate or strategize, you have you, you have no idea what to do. Like, you, you can't move anything around because you don't want to touch anything. Because it's a, to you, it's a black box. And so you just have to take a few people's word for it. And they probably, the, the middle managers, they probably also don't have a, a great deal of understanding about all the intricacies of what's going on beneath them. Nobody's really driving. Yeah. it's It ends up, you end up in a position where, like, everyone is just reacting to things and doing you know, just respond. And then you, you end up with these massive messes. And I think that hasn't necessarily changed. It's just to your point, it's just accelerated. There's just more of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause I mean, it, 
working from home does i mean this sucked i i also i think when we were in the office i i don't think that they had a, a much stronger grasp mm. of what was going on but there is some truth to the fact that not working in the office which i would never advocate for uh for working in the office it does create like more degrees of separation i was just thinking the other day about how more or less uh, other than the fact that carl comes over and plays magic once a week all of the people that i work with just live inside my computer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like there's a there is some weird like psychological disconnect that happens it's really hot in here too if you could just let us out once in a while oh no um actually it's uh, the the new macbooks the fans rarely run yeah it's really warm yeah yeah that's fine actually prefer it it that way to be honest that's crazy i keep my house at like 67 no i just mean like i actually prefer the separation oh yeah i can see the benefits of there's there are pros to it yeah i just like i'm somewhat of an introvert right i mean i don't like small talk that kind of stuff so like you know just going to get my coffee and having someone come up and just start wanting to chat about nonsense and i'm just like i i don't have anything to say to you just leave me alone and this i don't have perf- to worry about that here like i can just not go to meetings if i don't want to or you know yeah this is a perfect segue into our next segment which is the weather it's been crazy guys it's been nuts out there <laughs> been really it's hot nice cold. the last few days i don't know yeah. if you've yeah. gotten outside at all but yeah i've, I've been running i've i've looked it's good I have a 5K coming up on Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday, huh? Yeah, coming Sunday, up Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, they always seem to be on Sundays, like Sunday mornings. Our last one was on a it's Sunday. Because too. of the secularization of the country. They don't want you to go to church. That's exactly. Yep. That's exactly. They, Satanists yeah, why run. Why go to church when you can run a 5K or a mm-hmm. 10K or a mar- marathon? Yeah. All right. So these articles that Drew sent over, what do you want to start with? I'm kind of on a uh, anti-work kick. Okay. For the last six years. So we can start with the uh, Amazon suspends 50 workers who refuse to work after a warehouse fire. That's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. Good for, so good th- for Amazon. It feels like this is like a yearly holiday for them. Like once a yeah. year, five people die in a warehouse fire. I know well, they, they just increased uh, salaries. At, uh, yeah, that's how they keep hourly wages. Rather. My overnight shipping. Has Alex Jones touched on the fact that this is probably a, like a ritual sacrifice? <laughs> I doubt he's even what? talked about this. I, this is a Washington Post article, which is owned by Amazon or owned by Jeff Bezos, yeah, which I think funny. is funny. Yeah, yeah. But Wait, we're going to. Isn't the Staten Island numbers. facility one of one of the union ones? Yeah, the only unionized warehouse. Yeah. In yeah. in Amazon history, um, roughly 100 warehouse associates. Sorry, this is by uh, Lauren Gurley in the Washington Post. Wait, is that? I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, Amazon suspended at least 50 workers on Tuesday who were involved in a work stoppage the previous evening at the company's only warehouse in the United States. Roughly 100 warehouse associates on the night shift at the Staten Island facility refused to work for several hours on Monday evening, shortly after a fire broke out in a trash compactor machine used on cardboard, according to Amazon labor union officials. Labor leaders said the warehouse smelled of smoke and they couldn't breathe. One worker went to the hospital, they said. So nobody died this time. So that's progress. That's good. Uh, Seth Goldstein, a labor attorney for Amazon Labor Union, called the suspensions of the Staten Island workers a violation of workers' rights to join in a collective action about the terms and conditions of their employment. Uh, the workers didn't feel safe going back to work. They were engaging in rights that have been protected for 85 years under the National Labor Relations Act. And then, okay, I just want to point out that the disclosure about Amazon uh, or about Jeff Bezos owning the post is like six paragraphs in. Uh, the mass suspension <laughs> okay, took place that. less... Th- then 10 days before warehouse workers at a separate Amazon warehouse near Albany, New York, uh, are slated to vote to become the second Amazon workforce to join Amazon Labor Union. So, yeah, basically, 
their shit is all fucked up and the company is like well it's not currently on fire so and yes there's like chemicals all over the place there's smoke filling the rooms and your lungs uh but you gotta get in there and then like 100 people said no thank you and they said fuck you goodbye and i think what's interesting about this is it's not just about these people in particular like the company and a lot of companies are afraid and reacting somewhat violently to any type of pushback from from their employees particularly organized uh, pushback, which is the only kind that actually works. And th- from what I could tell, this wasn't even like an organized action. This was all very spontaneous, which goes to show like how, how much you might actually be able to do if you actually organized and didn't just react to things. Yeah, I, I just read somebody just, there was a strike and they got 29%, a 29% increase in wages. What was that? That was me. I think it was an airport. Potentially. Yeah, I mean, the money's there. There's so much money flowing around. I mean, maybe not for long, but right now, money's very cheap. It's all over the place. It's it belongs to you. you you're the you're the people who made the money. You should have uh, mo- all of it, but certainly more of it. Wow! If you just search "strike" on Twitter, just like one thing after another. Yeah. No. And this is why the Fed keeps raising rates because we they need to do a little, do a little recession as a treat. And you never. Oh, okay. This is the fire. They're talking about the fire. Yeah, over six hundred workers had walked out. Yeah, okay. There's another one though. I can't find it now. Anyways. Yeah. Strikes work. Well, don't yeah. Let, this don't one let them tell you anything else. Well, they didn't even fire these 50 people. They just suspended them. They're they're scared. Yeah. Did, was it you, Carl, that was telling me about the fact that Amazon's going to run out of workers? Yeah. Yeah, there's an article about that. Yeah, they're actually, I think, due to run out of workers in mid to late 2023, I think. Just, they're, they're, it's not like they're, well, I guess running out of workers, but like they're, they're, they've gone through the labor force so fast. The turnover is so high that... And nope, not many people really want to work at Amazon, honestly. So they're just kind of running. They're just kind of burning through that. Well, and why would you? I mean, San Francisco airport. So 1000 food service workers at the San Francisco airport went on strike for three days. In just three days, they won a 29% raise. Easy. And the funny thing is, even though that sounds like a huge amount, it did not impact anybody who Mm -hmm. had to make that decision's life or, you know, like that's easy for them to do because they have way more than they need, which is one thing in and of itself, but they have way more than they need and it's off the backs of people who actually, you know, have to do the work and are probably living paycheck to paycheck and are probably subsidized out of necessity uh, by like everyone else, the, like the, the taxes that everybody else pays. So you're fucked at both ends, basically. Mm-hmm. Conversely, the $5 coffee will now be $15. <laughs> yeah, that's a good argument. Yeah. Well, then, then somebody somebody posted this in response to that, which is a uh, I made it uh, up. Yeah. Is that the Doctor Manhattan? That, that, yeah. Sorry, uh, Doctor Manhattan floating, yeah. and and somebody somebody in the foreground is like source and Doctor Manhattan's I made it up. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I would be totally happy if if Burger was double the money, uh, well, if wages you, were also doubled. You always hear that, and then you then you hear somebody chime in from like Belgium or something. They're like, "Yeah, our burger or we we make you know the equivalent of eighteen dollars an hour here at McDonald's, and our burgers are only you know two cents more expensive." Yeah, or something. They're, yeah, they're, it's like the things but, you're saying aren't fucking true. Yeah, except mm-hmm. their burgers are also cheaper than our burgers now. That's or that's, or that. That's the character. That, yeah, well, that even happens. they're they're awesome. like yeah, the price increased by two cents, but it's still only like four dollars. There's this cents. weird. It's almost, and I I'm very uh, I don't get out much, but it feels like it's got to be an almost like exclusively American thing to view corporations the same way that you would view a, a functioning government, where like the decisions that like 
there is a responsibility for all of us to keep them profitable and keep them going like mcdonald's as an american institution okay so if mcdonald's can't afford to pay people or not even can't afford to pay people if mcdonald's their profits go down they go out of business why do you fucking care that's the free market that's what it's all about if you can't compete to have workers and you can't create an environment where people want to work for you or at least that that's a, a viable option uh you know compared to the competition then you don't deserve those workers let me explain to you drew have you okay. have you had mcdonald's fries uh, they're not good. Have you had McDonald's fries? Of course. But have you had the competition's fries? Yeah, Wendy's fries are good. No, Wendy's fries are soggy. Have you had the new fries? No, doesn't matter. Wendy's McDonald's has new fries. Ice are the best fries. Yeah, new new process. They're yeah, the best fries. They're good. <clears throat> well, no, somebody commented. The, the fries suck. On the fire on the Amazon fire on Twitter, someone commented, "Fire them all, so easily replaced." There you go. Well. Until mid twenty twenty, I'm gonna I'm gonna dox this person. So this is at Everyday Finance on Twitter, and their uh, their actual name is Darwin's Money. Oh, nice. And their description, or what do you call the bio, or whatever? I guess libertarian. Everyone else is nuts. Always warned you about inflation pronoun sus. Well, is this a troll account? I I guess always warned about inflation should have a period, and then pronoun sus, and then intellectually honest centrist without a tribe. Think for yourself. Are we being baited? Also, it seems like you do have a tribe, and that tribe is led by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. You love yeah. him. Mass Twitter layoffs coming. Um, yeah. Oh, I saw that uh, Elon Musk is back. Has come back around to being like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll buy you. Yeah. yeah I, think I think he's just gonna do this for like years. He's just go back and forth. That's funny too because he's okay. So he the way that the deal is structured, he's not paying cash, right? Yeah. Yes. 100% cash. He's not paying $44 billion in cash. No, no, like, no. It's, he it's, has that. It's, it's pocket financed, for Elon Musk. It's like financed by other like hedge funds and shit. And he's using his Tesla stock as collateral. Yeah, yeah. But that like him selling off that stock to buy Twitter reduces the value of that Tesla stock. Also. That just means more, more tech bros are going to buy it. If he... Well, he wants to take it private, right? He wants to take Twitter private. Well, he wants he's 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 going to transform it into X, um, which it, supposedly this is like it's like a porn site advancing X three to five years. So it's it's cutting three to five years off of the creation of X. Twitter beta probably didn't even take a year. <laughs> what the fuck is X? <laughs> I don't know. It's his new social network. Why would you even stop why, doing that? Stop. Why don't you just build it from scratch? Like, stop. We we have enough social networks. If you the only way to like actually do something interesting with social media is to fund it with tax dollars no social media there needs to be a new social media like every two years because basically the olds start getting into this new social media and then all the youngs leave mm -hmm. and then that's actually true no that's it is actually true yeah. no it is true and then you know and the olds typically turn it into a cesspool of memes yeah, and no one nonsense. wants to use their parents social network yeah exactly you can literally measure it in minions memes per day posted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, right. think Zuckerberg is probably so fucking depressed. It's like, he, you, you know, you were the cool kid. Yeah. You, you were like, started your, the Facebook, which is just judging, I don't know, women, yeah, class, people. classmates of his. What did he call that? The Facebook, right? No, the, the original, the one where he was, oh, hot or would not? you, would you rather have sex with this uh, woman? Uh, oh, this human like, being you, or this you... this farm animal no i thought it was hot or not basically but it was such a cool thing and you know the exclusivity of it because it was only what ivy league and then only yeah like you had to have a, yeah. an edu email yeah and then uh 
And now it's just bo- a bunch of boomers exchanging no, I think shitty he's, memes. Well, that's why yeah. he's trying to do like the the meta shit. Like he's like, yeah, "Wow, yeah. we well, can be cool again." It's such a joke. But his stock is like in a death spiral. Yeah, I, 60, was reading, I think they lost. He lost sixty percent of Facebook. Lost sixty percent of its value in the last. He year. doesn't have a business. Yeah. There's no business model there that actually works anymore. But the it's all just like held up by stories. I, I was um, reading an article by this guy talking about. And the, the stories are just retweets or retweets, whatever, are just re um, posts of TikTok. TikTok. Basically, yeah. basically yeah. every social media yeah. network is just Reddit, you know, which is just sub. I don't think no Reddit. Reddit is just its own thing too. No, like, no, they're they're all the same because like they they all are just like they have these little sub factions within them, and then they all just like people just well yeah repost the same shit over and over and cross post from platform to platform. And even like little subgroup. To no, subgroup everything. Things. Every right now, everything's originating on TikTok. Everything. That's the genesis yeah. of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, and then, I mean, and TikTok will be replaced. And it's very smart. Of, it was very smart of TikTok because they took what Snapchat did, like the making like weird creative things that Instagram like stole, and they were like, oh, we've got stories now too. Like you can do these cool filters and everything. But Snapchat recognized that like it's more about like riffing off of each other and just built a platform around that essentially. Yeah, so, wasn't yeah. wasn't that already being done with the twitter bought that video thing and then killed it the uh vine vine yeah yeah but i mean it was to a certain extent but like they it wasn't natively built in like the idea of like replying to videos with videos and like stitching them together and Mm. like that they built like a collaborative content generation factory like and they built the the best one that had existed yet and so of course that's gonna like i mean they they really set them up to be the genesis of all of the content Sorry and, for all the noise for our listeners. I just, I was getting hot in the hoodie. Yeah. Uh, actually, if you want to, if we have the video up, uh, every 10 minutes, Randy removes another piece of clothing. Yeah. This has been true since episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, but Carl, to your point, that's, I've, I've not really thought about it in terms of like the push more than the pull. You have this perfect storm of, oh, this other platform's got like cool stuff. They've got like a sort of a different model. And also my, my dad's on this one. Yeah. It's the old. The olds come in, and then nobody yep. wants to use it. It's, it. it's exactly true. Right when right when the olds figure out TikTok, mm-hmm. it's dead. And pretty soon we're going to be the olds. That's oh, why they are, made it impossible are. to fucking no, use. No, we're not purpose. there yet. My dad is the olds. We're not mm. the olds. We're the mids. We'll what see. am I? With the we'll mids. You're the youngs. I don't think so. No, you I'm don't. like right on the the edge of millennial and Gen Z. No, but like I'm starting not, to age out of it a little bit. It's not about like that. It's just, you're you're still in the youngs. You would you would still hop to like the next best thing. I'm My adrenochrome not. could still be harvested. It wouldn't be premium A tier adrenochrome, but it would be like Kirkland brand adrenochrome. Do you have like a? Do you get some sort of stock kickback every time you you say adrenochrome? It's a fun thing to say. Yeah. Like it's a fun. I think work. every episode you've mentioned it at least once. Yeah, that's actually a. I'm. It's a cry for help. Yeah, is someone it's, connected it's to your Easter veins egg. right now? Uh, just uh, just out of frame. Yeah. <sighs> this blood is uh, oh full disclosure this blood is owned by uh, amazon founder jeff bezos all right what else we got we got um meet the military contractor running fair collection in new york subways oh Nobody sorry i said that. that really weird but meet the military contractor running fair collection in new york subways and around the world cubic corporation does transit projects like new york city's omny but also Army. cleans up on government surveillance and security contracts oh yeah Government surveillance. They clean up. Awesome. Speaking of selling a story like this, this person's whole pitch is this person, this company, their whole pitch is basically like 
everyone else's where it'll get better over time and it's all about data we just want everyone's data oh, so yeah. i'm deeply concerned gonna... about how the development of smart cities creates growing incentives for companies like cubic to aggregate our data and sell it this is the new social network right here social yeah, credit but score the, the, yeah this is the social social credit, credit score yeah. alex jones is right i've been saying we need this for a long time um, I've, I've thought a lot about how like people do, will do stuff to me that I don't like it, but it's like not illegal. And like, if I were to explain it to somebody else, they'd be like, you should just let it go. You know, you should get in trouble for like being weird to me. None of this stuff saying. is about a social credit score. Let, let me clear up that for all you crazy conspiracy theorists. All it is, is about selling data to advertisers. That's it. They're just trying to make a buck. They don't care if you're yeah, a bad person or a good person. That's, that's it. My favorite thing about conspiracy theory is a really good way to like immediately like a first line of defense against a conspiracy theory because some some conspiracies are real and some some shit yeah, is true yeah, and course. a lot of them a lot of the conspiracy theories are like they come from like good instincts but if you can't describe to me how somebody's making money exactly. on the thing like I okay so they're, they're re say if they're recording you. surveillance they're recording they're surveilling you and they're recording every person that's moving through a subway all they want to do is sell you a a new pair of pants they don't care if you're like drinking you know baby's blood at the end of the, they don't care they're not going to try to like inject you with a microchip unless they're going to make money on that microchip they don't care about the microchip anything actually, actually costs way too much money yeah they just don't care about anything but people really sell you another pair of pants people overestimate how much of a threat they are to the system <laughs> Yeah, like they nobody's that wanna, worried about you. If you, you want to take I, on the system, just don't pot, buy any more pants. Yeah, stop buying shit. Stop, stop buying shit. Stuff. Then you, you, any conspiracy is dead in the water if you just stop buying stuff. Yeah, the, it's all about. I mean, but the funny thing is that the people that are like talking about uh, chemtrails and shit are the same people that like got gotta have my gotta have my football. Yeah, gotta Alex, have my... Alex Jones makes all his money on like t-shirts and supplements and stuff. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't mean to pick on football fans. Yeah, I'm a, I love the, yeah. I mean, you, you are also being like conned. Like that's mm -hmm. it's, the economy is everybody economy. You can't spell economy without con. And that's mostly what we do as a country. You can't spell economy without me. Yeah. Con me. It's right there. E con me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're looking at phonetics here. People not, not the actual word, not the letters. So yeah. I, I, I was, um, there's a lot of stories. So this is an article that we're reading from the the Intercept. This reminds me. It rhymes very much with. There was that story a while ago about that company that did that demo, and it was basically, we have all of these data points from basically leaked location data from people's phones from apps that are just like collecting more data than they should be mobile games, all that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And we've compiled it. We've pooled it. They were able to like show people in that room like they were able to kind of like reverse engineer based on their habits they were able to like literally find their house and their where they work just based on mapping doing like probabilistic things with like where they were at certain times and then they were able to figure okay this is the ip address for this particular person this is and we can kind 20, of 20,000 2,000 meals was it 10,000 meals it's not even that hard like most of these people's locations can be found from like their fitness apps what you can do with that i think people look at it as like an individualistic thing and in some cases it could be i mean i think about i don't know if you are like an operator if you're a cia guy if if you're a cloak and dagger type person that's obviously very scary because like people would be interested in exactly like what you're doing uh and, and where you are in particular but for the vast majority of of these things like it's 
you personally are not a factor. You are but one part of a large, large, large data set, the volume of which is the point. It's It's not... it's your demographic that matters. Another angle about this, the continual like movement of money from the public sector to the private sector. Mm-hmm. This is a company that was publicly traded for a long time. It was brought private by private equity, by uh, Veritas Capital and Evergreen Coast Capital, paid $3 billion to take Cuba Corporation private in 2021. It's been around since 1959. Basically, you have this government contractor. We are paying for them to make a shit ton of money and also just harvest all of our data essentially and it's this like constant like like it's it's so like if people are going to be upset about things like be upset about the fact that that's happening like that's a real like clear and present danger and morally disgusting thing this is public transit this is something that should be publicly ran and it should be accountable to the public but there's this like weird thing where we, and this is true of like Elon Musk and all the subsidies that he gets and everything like that. The whole point of like having public services and public works is that, yes, we are like, we're, we're taxed for that stuff. Like we pay for it, but we also get to have a say and a hand on what it does. And we get to know about the shit that it's doing, but yeah. not so much anymore. It's like those cities that uh, took out all the drinking fountains and put in like drinking fountains that require like a credit card and stuff. Awesome. Have you seen those? Uh, not that, that particular. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Like they literally, they literally like took like public parks and then they uh, the drinking fountains are run by systems that require credit cards to get drinks. drinks it's a complete water. gutting of yeah. like the public sector, which is horrible because the public sector is like a good and useful thing. It's also horrifying because we continue to be essentially governed by these unaccountable vampires. We're yeah, governed like- by ca- private equity like they own the country. The other thing that's it's a lot more minor than what you're talking about, but that just grosses me out is the whole. There's a paragraph basically that says, um, to, 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 yeah, so they're analyzing fare collection, including bike tolls and traffic congestion re- reduction toward these ends. Cubit Corporation has acquired multiple companies in recent years that are focused on smart city technologies, including GridSmart, which supplies cameras to enable real time traffic monitoring. Do you think that the report will find you should buy a fucking bike? They're going to try to find, like, just basically the best placement of this stupid billboard, you know? That's what they're... they're, They don't care about reducing congestion. They care about, like, where can we put this billboard and charge advertisers the most money, you know, outdoor advertisers the most money for this billboard because we can guarantee that there's going to be this many, you know, feet and eyeballs that are going to pass it, you know? Again, and I agree. I agree with that. I agree that that's like that's like the main thing that they're selling as a product Mm -hmm. or service. But I I also think that it can't be overstated how like useless that will probably end up being. Yeah, but it's it's much. But it's much more about the fact that they can use those ideas, those stories that they're telling to talk to like the city, to talk to Congress, to lobby, to like act as essentially uh, like a story, a cover story that you can hide behind for why you deserve all this money, why you deserve all this power. But it, it's not actually doing it. You're just bullshitting. Like it's just, yeah. it's like, there's no actual like value there. You're, you're just like, cons- you're just absorbing shit. And the, the thing that frustrates me is like, it's, it's all public good. So, you know, our tax dollars paid for these subway tunnels or paid for these bicycle routes or roads or whatever. And then we have to stare at these goddamn ads everywhere yeah and it's just so depressing yeah. that's the one like it's very traveling dark. around europe the the biggest difference that you don't even notice as an american until you actually look out for it is there's no billboards 
Like they have, you know, freeways, expressways, highways, whatever. You know, they have roads that you go around 55, 60 miles an hour on, you know, four lanes uh, going either way. And there's no billboards. I think it's like that in Canada too. Actually. It's like, how did we just sell out? Uh, and I know a lot of billboards are actually put on private land, like farmers actually lease a section of their, but sometimes it's public land that is leased out to, to the highest bidder to put some giant ad. And it's just like, why? Like, this is, I don't know. I, it's the same vibe as like, why do I allow myself to be worked 11 hours a day? <laughs> like I, like but at like a mass level, like we, we I'm, I'm a cuck. Like Americans fundamentally, if nothing else, we are little bitches who like to be told what to do. Like we, we don't, we have been so thoroughly conditioned to just like take shit. Basically suffering is virtue. It's like, that's the justification. That's where you get, I feel like all like the ability to just completely bulldoze entire communities. And the prevalence of it. I mean, even into the private community, like, like sports or whatever, you know, where you just ads are just everywhere. Yeah. It's just the crazy thing to, is to compare like club, like soccer clubs, like Arsenal or Liverpool or Manchester City or whatever. And the fact that soccer doesn't have television commercials, so you watch it just like you'd watch a baseball game. And it, everything's covered in ads in both situations, but one has like four hours of freaking commercials, especially yeah. like the NFL. Yeah. It's like, how does this even make any sense? How does this make any, how do these teams not, I mean, I know they make a lot of money, but the American teams, especially, how do you not just like make all the money rewind for a second most of the stadiums are actually taxpayer funded yeah comerica park and you know detroit right. tigers it's i think it was like 60 percent taxpayer funded like how do you not make all that money back and some within a year i mean everything what, is covered in ads what's what's i think lost in like when people say like taxpayer funded and shit more and more and like we were talking about with the privatization of the public sphere what that actually means it's not being deleted it's yeah. like it's being handed to people. Yeah, it's not being handed to the people that are working on the shit. It's being handed to the companies that are like managing the people that are working for nothing. To do that the shit things. amortize it within like a year, and they never they never actually do any. They can't. They, there's no money to pay back because right. to your point, it's they eat it subsidized. It's not like they're giving the taxpayers aren't like writing a check. Right. They're getting re, re, if me and you built a bunch of buildings as little peons we would be charged a certain rate of tax or a certain percentage of tax or whatever versus Comerica Park comes in and just builds this thing and they basically pay like pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. for the exact same thing that we would pay for. It's just like, how does this make any sense? It's uh, it's who you know. <laughs> that and like, I mean, you know, the schools around the, you know, that stadium are garbage. And, well, yeah, you know, well, then the, people, the people wonder, it's like, is well, why is it? Why the streets are... are garbage, you know. But it, it's like creates this feedback loop where like, oh, the public shit that we make that's not good well the reason it's not good is because we spent all the money on a like we gave all of them we essentially just handed all the money to elon musk and all those assholes and so now yeah the schools suck the roads suck the infrastructure sucks the bridges are falling apart we can only make uh planes which by the way we're also like paying through the nose to just random private companies who spread their warehouses around so that they can threaten senators with closing them and then losing their their lucrative senate gigs and and then so like you have this public the public sector is falling apart because it doesn't have any money and then that's used as further justification to continue gutting it it's insane but they're job funders man they're job creators yeah they're fucking job creators yeah as if as if like the work wouldn't still need to be done if it was done for a higher pay uh and paid directly to them by the tax dollars rather than through these like the famous the famous pull town the gm pull town plant that was supposed to employ like fifteen thousand people and i think and it's 
height it employed like 3,000. I got the numbers totally wrong. Storytelling. It's just storytelling. It's just, just a joke. You're sell- people, the, the only thing that we can sell in America Destroyed an entire neighborhood. A, 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 a very sound middle class. A comfortable, secure, like, yeah, a, like a, sta- a stable Filled with immigrants. It totally wiped yeah. out and then lasted for like 25 years and now it's gone and that neighborhood is devastated. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing about those like those big like factories, you know, towns, right? It's like they come in, they build this giant factory, and yeah, it does, it does like make the city or area prosper for like a short term, right? But like as soon as that factory goes down, which does happen, oh yeah, you know, it's not, it's not just like the workers there, like that worked at the factory that get fucked. It's, it's everything around it, like because you know all those like like businesses that supported that factory you know like the the uh, the restaurants for lunchtime or you know the shops that were there mm-hmm. you know that supported those factories like they no longer have a customer base you know so it's like it does like to your point it does it just it just destroys an entire town it's you know and they leave all the time and it no longer has a customer base beyond just the fact that the factory is gone yeah but the factories crush <clears throat> neighborhoods so no one lives there anymore. So yeah. when the factory goes away, no one's going to go to those restaurants because no one lives there anymore. Yeah, but those... our zoning rules are so backwards where yeah. no one, there's no mixed zoning. There's no like residential with commercial and and you know retail all kind of mixed up in one little neighborhood. How else we're going to sell people cars, exist. Randy? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't exist. You have to go three miles to get to the grocery store. Exactly, which is by design. Usually longer. So farther. these things are magnified like yeah. ten times because everything is just so spread out and just so segregated. But, but sometimes those like shops and stuff, like their entire customer base, is oh, yeah. a, is is, a, is based around you know the factory employment. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you know. Like the town might have had like fifty people, but now they've got like five thousand people. No, the, so, the um, so they build, they build there, right? They, the subway like across the street. I was the subway across the street from PetSmart or the PetSmart office. A friend of mine from uh, my kids' cubs is in Cub Scouts, and a friend, one of the dads, mm-hmm. owns that subway, and it's just like it's really? yeah, it's gone. He's like, I can't even get catering. I can't get anything. You know, during the he he bought it right right at the start of COVID. Yeah. When people talk about we've got to get people back in the office, half the time, one of the more like, I think, honest arguments that I've seen, even if I still think that it's cretinous, is basically we cannot, if we allow the commercial real estate shit to go under, then that's not just that you're losing the commercial real estate, you're losing all of the stuff around that, all of the stuff that supports that that commercial real estate. I I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that argument because. Well, it's true. It it, it is true. But I mean, to to a point. So, like, I, I, I feel that the money just moves. Right, because it does, but in the meantime, but that money moves away. It, it's still, I mean, there's winners and losers, right? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. yeah, sure, of course there is, but like at the same time, like I felt like the, there was a benefit to COVID in in the local communities, right? Like, sure, like I'm, you know, I know restaurants and and whatnot, and you know, suffered especially up front, but like eventually, like with the work from home stuff, people started putting more money into their local communities, their local restaurants and stuff like that, you know, which their people, local DoorDash. Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like I'm not, I mean, I happen to live in the same area, but you know, Randy, you know, you're probably putting a lot more money into your local mm-hmm. restaurants than you are at, like the restaurants out here, you know? So it's just, it just moved. And there's probably people that like, you know, didn't live here and worked elsewhere. And then now they're here putting money into the communities here. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really like buy it fully. Like I understand it. It's the same idea as the factory thing. Right. Whereas in like, yes, we have all this infrastructure and these, these like restaurants and whatnot and businesses that support corporate, you know, workforce. But at the same time, like people are home, they're still, they still need food. They're still going to dine out. It's just, they're going to just do it. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, like for the record, 
fuck your commercial real estate. But the <laughs> yeah. the I will say that with the the internet and with all that shit, it becomes the the one downside that I see is it's way easier to spread out. It's way easier to, to compound those problems that we already have. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all well and good when times are are good and, and and everything because you have enough money greasing those wheels to fund those developments, to fund that that spreading out, to fund that everybody having five acres of land. Um, to have your delivery drivers and all that shit. But when money starts to become tight, when the economy starts to slow down, is it you're, you're running into the same issues where it's like, well, you know, the infrastructure's kind of falling apart and it's more expensive to push goods and services mm-hmm. into the outreaches, like the, the last mile problem of logistics and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the people in the, the middle of the country and all that are already kind of having those same experiences. Like, we have a lot of stuff that we've gotten accustomed to over the last like five years that is still just not available if you go to like Nebraska. Like it's just a completely different vibe. They don't have two day shipping, which is you know I'm I'm saying that as though it's like some travesty, but it's is it not a consistent experience? Yeah. Like two day shipping, how through, it's through like I have like next day shipping shipping. It's like yeah, it's I have like right, I could like I could Amazon has started delivering me things before I ask for them. No, you know, I mean, seriously, though, like I, I ordered something today and it was like, do you want it tomorrow? I'm like, I, yes. I guess. Yeah. And that's but why I really that's why you, you personally caused the warehouse fire. Uh, I actually told it to uh, deliver Thursday. So that's good. Well, suburbs are not sustainable. Yeah, I, I just no, no, they're not yeah. because there's no I mean, it, there's no they communities actually, they, that they, they, there's no suburb that's will ever last without its major city. It needs, yeah, you need to have that, like, main economic it, center. There hasn't been a, sub, a suburb that actually is sustainable. Which is why, like, it's so funny. I mean, I think one of the things that when you see the the econ, and if that account on Twitter was not a troll account and we weren't getting baited, <laughs> those types of people that view everything so aggressively through the lens of they're all just individual transactions and this ethical egoism of, like, well, you know, if everyone's out for themselves, then at the end of the day, like, everyone's got to make decisions that are, like, good and, like, economically sound and... And therefore, the result of those transactions will be progress, will be, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't even pretend to, to think that there is, like, something worth striving for other than themselves. For those that do, like, it's they just never learn the fact that, like, you can't disconnect any individual person from the whole. Like, the stuff that you experience, the stuff that you're granted. Like, it, thinking about the stuff when it comes to living in a, in a country where we don't have to make anything because we rely on cheap labor of other countries where if you have like a desk job you're relying on the the work of people that actually have to like do physical labor and even they have to rely on the people that are like undocumented and working for like four dollars an hour or whatever like it all just is a a exercise in funneling money upward and your position in that is largely based on where you're born and it's all it's all interconnected and it's just this this such this like survivorship bias of well you know i made it or i i'm i'm shrewd i'm able to navigate these systems in a way that i'm able to like win over or, or win against other people like this very like fiercely competitive nature that completely ignores reality and the fact that without you you would not like put put yourself in a forest you're dead like you're you're not like you need people, you need other people. You're describing, you're describing like almost every libertarian I've ever met. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's but that's like the mindset. The mindset yeah. is that you can disconnect yourself from every other human being, save for the fact that you have like an economic relationship with them, and it's just so dark. But it, it like defi- like that idea is the prevalent one because I mean, you can, you it's can easy just, to have that position when you have the power. You watch this the show alone. Like two months in, nobody makes it. No, is that that's it. like one of the survivor shows? Yeah. 
It's the one where you, you get dropped off and you have to film yourself. So it's almost like we're like wrong. a social species. There's like yeah, it's, it's almost like it's almost like empathy. We're, we're herd animals. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has this like such an inflated sense of themselves. And I, I'm not immune to that. I mean, I I talk a big game or whatever, but yeah, you're, there, there's you no used, denying. You used the, the superlative uh, best. Uh, just I did say I'm the best. I did yeah. say that, yeah. but I was it was in a very specific context. Mm-hmm. Um, but the no, I mean it's 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 in jest. I I do firmly believe that the ceiling and the floor of human capability is right next door to each other like that it's it's all about environment it's all about what you are given access to essentially back to the suburbs can't sustain themselves though i highly recommend a youtube channel called not just bikes guy based out of toronto and he covers this very extensively and it's not just about bicycle infrastructure and uh he has an episode which i'm trying to find the name of oh suburbs are a scam there you go (laughs) why american cities are broke the growth of ponzi schemes so yeah, it's uh he covers it very extensively. The, sub- yeah. the suburbs are a joke. You move out here, uh, or somebody somebody builds stuff out here, and then you move out here, and then you belong to some housing association, and you have to follow some rules. I know there's more to it than that. I mean, <laughs> he means like you know broke as far as economically, but broke as far yeah. as by design. They're, they're, yeah, they don't. They're yeah. just they're they're only possible like due to access. It's very difficult like, to find a, a suburb in america that's you know sprung up around the 30s or 40s that actually has decent roads and decent infrastructure anymore and the awesome the amazing thing about that like when you see any of those like trad libertarian people posting like them like the big houses in the suburbs and like the milkmaid fucking wife and the kids and whatever and like the the white picket fence those suburbs exist like the government paid for those yeah in post-world war ii like the well, even then, break. even then, they they they're not sustainable based on um, the infrastructure is going to crumble because you you're not you're not gathering enough tax revenue in order to actually keep up. So you have deferred maintenance. No we, suburb of, of a certain age is ever going to have decent roads, decent sidewalks, decent public infrastructure. It's just impossible. Us. That's why we here in my city don't have sidewalks. <laughs> we are we we don't make <laughs> we don't make anything of value value comes from taking shit out of the ground and making something with it the stuff that we do for the most part is just one of the very like it's 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 an offshoot of one of the many many things that we've had to invent to be able to move money and around money around in a way that simulates an economy it's a service-based economy man no i know but those services like you know like uh, uh washing a car that's a service washing windows uh you know doing the dry cleaning like those are like services. I didn't have to take anything out of the ground to wash a car. No, water. I mean, you had to, listen. Water doesn't come out of the ground, bro. Even even the washing of a car is a bad example because it's like that that wouldn't exist in a just, like a, a car washing service. Like cars wouldn't exist in a just society. You wouldn't need cars. Uh, but you wouldn't, where we're going, we don't need roads. No, you do, you wouldn't. But you, am I am I insane or like do you know what I'm saying? Like the this, most of the shit that we do, like whether it's making a website for bleep this uh or like whatever like they don't need to exist therefore the website doesn't need to it's just like all of these things stacked on top of each other yeah, because no, we don't have yeah. we have no way to like move money around because there's no actual things being produced all of that shit's being made by a, a five-year-old somewhere else because and it's the reason have, that we can like we have to have growth three percent we have to yeah, but, yeah. how so are you it. gonna how are you going to grow if you're just taking stuff out of the ground you gotta like it's all just, but it's just you gotta so move like it a few more times. What is value? You know what I mean? I know this that there's, 
I saw this uh, this TikTok where there's this I forget the the creator socialist. He was a uh, interviewing a stockbroker stock buyer. I don't know what this this guy trades stocks. That's all he does. He's dying, folks. He's dying. And he uh, he asked them, "What value do you provide by purchasing these stocks?" Because the you know the companies don't actually use they can't use the money directly. That. The stock yeah, is like a bet that the, that the stock yeah, already existed. They sold yeah, the stock. Yeah, they yeah, they did perfect. the stock offering. Yeah, yeah. And the guy had no concept of what question he was being asked, so he just kept on trying to answer it to the best of his ability. And like he, he just, they don't like they don't follow. Like, what do right. you mean? He wasn't capable. Of course, of thinking, I produce value. I'm buying. The I stock, have it, so it goes. I up. have the value. It's like no, it's, that's not value. <laughs> it's quantified in dollars. It's the value it's would be now. if you gave me a piece of wood and I carved it into I don't know a candy thing or dish or something like that's value. You know? Yeah, you make money on the stock market because somebody else lost money. Like yeah. that, it's it's not. I mean, yeah, I'm an investor. I'm I'm good at like basically just. I'm good at gambling, essentially. Yeah, like, that's what exactly. That means. Yeah, that, that's what the guy was getting at the interviewer. Yeah. He's like, "You're just a ga- you know, it's you're it's gambling. a it's a, it's a neutral activity well, at best." Was it? Did you share this one then, Drew? Did I? Get, I think am he I did, stealing actually. from you? I think but the, he did. the last I didn't make thing it. the last I'm, thing he said is is like y- you saying that you're providing value by investing in a stock is like I'm. It, it would be like me saying I produce value by betting on a winning horse in a race. Right. Yeah. You did not like, make the horse run I didn't faster make the by betting. Horse on do it. anything, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's right. a it's very um, very similar to landlords, right? Like I mean, landlords themselves don't actually create any value. The builders built the houses. The landlords actually take. That's actually housing, that's actually worse away. than gambling. It's worse yeah. to be a landlord than to gamble because no, you're 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 taking money out of you're you're just absorbing money. At least with like, a gambler, yeah. you're just playing with other gamblers. Yeah, it's true. But, but it's like, oh like yeah, you're taking leeching. risk by being yeah. a landlord. Like, no, but, okay, but if, okay, so fine, fine. I'll I'll accept your premise. I'll accept your premise that the reason that you think the the reason that it's okay for you to make money for nothing essentially uh, is because you're taking a risk of like having that property to your name, ignoring the fact that like you're not really. But okay, so you the risk pans out, and now you're in a position where you have a profitable property. The reason you have a profitable property is because you're upcharging something somebody for their basic human needs. Yep. And if you trace the ownership of that property back far enough, it was either somebody just decided it was theirs, or more likely they took it from somebody else. And yep. so, like that, like the property, that's value. That's a thing. That's a physical thing that exists in the real in the meat in the meat world. And <laughs> It like the meat it, world? natural resources, yeah, like not computers, like the meat world where we live. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting a competitor to Meta called Meat, okay. which is just okay. about real life. Uh, but and, and it's funny that I don't know, I, like I make my living on this shit, and I but I can still recognize that it's all fucking stupid and bullshit. Ultimately, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and homes like, are just home houses are just product of the banks, anyways. No, and that's true. But I mean, the the like the whole thing about like being a landlord and like the pro- the idea of property ownership and profiting yeah. from property ownership. I, I don't know yeah. that, that how much truth there is. It's in, fundamentally in this, flawed in this statement, though. But there was a time, and I think it was in the '30s or '40s, where the banks were like, "We don't have a product because there's not enough loans. There's not enough people are not taking enough taking enough loans from us to like start a farm or a business or whatever. Yeah. So we need another product to invest in." They're like. How about houses? We'll just buy up all the houses. We can just own all the houses. We just own all the pro- The government will yeah. let us own all the houses. There was a time in this country that you didn't need a mortgage to buy a home. It was an affordable thing. 
that you could buy. Well, it's a, it's a very similar thing that happened with like education. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yep. Like the the injection of like free or cheap money in the form of loans allowed the price of education to skyrocket. I'm pretty because sure that's money that they didn't have access to. It's okay. not about it's not about how much is this worth. It's about how much can we get for it. Mm-hmm. And if the amount of money that's available is higher, the amount that you can get is higher. So you're going to charge more. I'm pretty sure there was a point where education was free. Well, some of it is still. Yeah. Well, sort of. Yeah. They've been yeah. running that to the ground. Yeah. I, just the idea that like any like healthcare, housing, education, the idea that there that anyone would would look at any of that and say this is a basic like human thing that we agree that everyone should have, and actually I think that it should be for profit. That's ins- like that's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. That, well, yeah, that the, that's the, just insane. That's Cornell West is famous for for saying that exact thing like certain we we all agreed as a society that certain things should go into the common good yeah and for some reason during the 40s 50s whenever and probably centered around racism it was probably the like the late 19th century it was it was whenever the the first usage of the word public relations appeared yeah and then we all of a sudden cut it off and there's no more things that can go in the private good and for some reason like roads made the cut firefighters made the cut you know police made the cut like all this stuff made the cut but things that are way more obvious like the military made the cut but things are way more obvious like healthcare. well but even the military like that's most of the money for the military goes to private companies anyways but yeah but at least you know that right but the the idea of of it it is that it is a a publicly funded yeah and even then it's it's the the, the private money that's coming out of it is coming from the public in the first place. So right. it's just, well, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, but that's the, but honestly, like that's the thing that you just said is also true of fucking housing. Like when the, in 2008, they got like the money that they're playing with right now is tax dollars. Yeah. And never mind the fact that all of this stuff is predicated on the fact that they're, they're protected by like the American military, which, you know, no, no love lost there. But like, none of this means anything. Um, unless you have under the ideology that people have about property about wealth about who should own it if it's owned by individuals and people can take it from other people then you need to protect it with force and so the state functions mostly at this point more and more every year exclusively to protect the existing wealth of of capital owners essentially even for the stuff that we're not directly subsidizing, they still don't exist without tax dollars. They don't exist without the roads that that bring the people to work. They don't exist without the cops that will stop somebody from uh, like robbing them. They don't exist without uh, like I don't know. In a more extreme example, like that that sometimes gets through to certain people, it's like your your house isn't yours if like say Canada invades the United States. That. You have no guarantee that that's your house anymore. That's why like, Mark Zuckerberg and Bezos and, and Elon Musk are all going to space and getting private islands, man. Yeah. Speaking of them going to space, it totally, I actually, I, are, have you ever seen the movie Elysium? Is that the Matt Damon one? Yeah, I, it's, it's on Netflix again. And I was just like, I was watching it again. I've seen it before, but I was like, holy shit. It's a, this is what's happening right now. Like they're all going to fucking space. Like all these rich people. It's basically the ring. You know, they're just making the ring again. Do you see Jeff Bezos is building a, a big clock? What is the clock for? Uh, it's a, it's a it much, like much like his rocket. Much like everyone on Alzheimer's. Much like his. Yeah, he's he's drawing it himself. 
Uh, much like his rocket ships, I think it's just like it's about his dick. I think um, <laughs> is it penis shaped? Is it a penis? But it's supposed clock? to. So it's it's like I think it's where it, like the project is. He's building it in a mountain. Um, <laughs> God, it is a penis shaped. <laughs> it's supposed to last like ten thousand years. It's spent forty million dollars. What's he will, building Stonehenge or something? There's or? a cuckoo clock that will that will go off every one thousand years. I don't know. It's just like probably just like legacy shit or like I don't know what else there's the my druids. Hand. And um, I it's some there's a TikTok that I I found or that I was presented to me like I fucking did any work yeah um that was talking about like five thousand years from now like after the current society and the current order has like all, completely crumbled and nobody knows what anything is anymore like they don't like there's no no modern languages have survived at this point and there's just like a community that worships the clock that's mm-hmm. been built around it and just something so incredible there's something so incredible to me about imagining the shit that we're doing right now on geological timescales. Oh yeah, for sure. I spends $42 million on a fucking clock. Is it 42 million? It's 42 40. million. That's, that's million. nothing. That's chump 42 change. Million on a f- no, I'm that's, just, I'm just saying that he spends 42 million on a fucking clock, but he can't spend 42 million on his employees. No. no. Fuck this piece He spends way more than 42 million on his employees. The, the, the cruelty is the point. You know what I mean. I know. No, the I mean millenn- the, the millennium clock, the clock of the long now. What the, what the Shut fuck? the fuck up! This is so pretend- the pretentious the bullshit. I now. no no no. That says it says some call it the millennium clock, others oh call God. it the clock of the long now. Jeff Bezos I call calls it, it the ten thousand year clock. I call it cock clock. <laughs> That's what I call it. <sighs> so it's, it's exactly that. It's just for I don't know. I'm like a permanent record. I guess so. Like, just it's this is the thing that I made that will. This is my my great pyramids of Giza, legacy, essentially. Yeah. yeah. How many kids it, does he have? It ticks once of year, once a year. Um, I know I, Elon Musk has yeah, like twenty five of them running around. Well, you know, you gotta have your seat. It's just that it's it's fucking Watchmen. It's like all of these people, like they they're so obsessed with themselves. They they drank their own Kool Aid to the point where it's like, I need to impose my will not just on the current world. But long after I'm gone, like, and nobody can forget me. Mm-hmm. Dude, this just, clock isn't going to Just get high and hang years. out with your friends. What the fuck? They don't have yeah. any friends, dude. That's true. Well, they do, but they're, you know. No, they're they can't, even if they did have friends, they wouldn't be able to trust those friends. They think it's, that those friends are after their money. It's basically the, the Gatsby, right? It's the great mm-hmm. Gatsby. That's basically what it is. None of them. It's just, they just have throw parties to have people over because they're so lonely and yeah it's it's i mean it's henry ford it's it's every it's all these yeah. all these tycoons all these rockefellers and what have you yeah, yeah. that's why i've i would advocate for imposing an income limit on our our company we will yeah not make we one. can't we can't make any more than bernie sanders makes that's yeah that's i've always i've always said this i since i met you my thing is people are like oh drew you so against like concentrations of wealth how much money can you have the answer is what does Bernie Sanders have? That much. That's the limit. Yeah. That's the cap. Franklin Roosevelt actually almost got primaried by a, a uh, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> no, was a, I don't know if the guy was a senator or a governor, but he wanted to cap wealth. I think at that point it was like a million dollars. Wanted to cap wealth at a million dollars. Well, the the, the highest um, that was tax a, that was a sexy like time. That was a sexy time in America too. Like is it, he almost got primaried. I'm we telling so you, progressive, so so like socialist driven. PR shit and like marketing and all of this shit that we just kind of what happened to us. That's the root of all evil, right? Yeah, there. Co- letting corporate, people the corporate control over the messaging for sure. Yeah, they won. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, at a point in our history, there was an argument against two pre- presidential candidates about capping wealth 
to a million dollars. Like which, what? Yeah, I would. Could I would you imagine love to be that having, in twenty twenty two or twenty. I would love to be having the like, debates about like how much money should you be allowed to have instead like, of like that would never. What, even, how much money should we give to people? Were like up in arms, clutching their pearls about the subject of reparations coming up in the last. Um, uh, democratic uh primary debate it's like and they were arguing about capping all wealth to a million people like what the, like uh, the autoimmune response to getting anywhere near that not even seriously discussing it yeah not even just like mentioning it like hey you know there are, are a lot of people in this country who are in the economic despair that they're in and a lot of it has to do with stuff that was done to their families not even like two or three generations ago maybe we should like try to offset that with something and people how dare you and the money is like you? so it's not even like let's just randomly which the conversation usually does go this direction like like let's just randomly assess like have some budget for you know some tax thing or what yeah. have you so it's just public tax money being collected and then distributed like social security or something you don't have to do that because the companies that were built on the back of slavery still exist. Yeah, they're still just go around. directly after them. Just take the, that money. Take all those money. tobacco companies. Th that's a good start. Totally perfect. Two birds, go, one stone. Go after them right after. I uh, I nominate Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> uh, they they might have changed their name to KFC, but we know we know how that chicken was made. But there are seriously, there's a lot of agriculture and yep. still textiles and stuff like that that are completely dependent, mm -hmm. that were completely dependent on slave labor. Just boom, right after that. We're we're still fucking doing it. The I, I sent you guys the the stuff about the the prison oh, uh, yeah. the strikes oh, yeah. for the oh, prison yeah. labor. Like mm -hmm. basically they have the, they have an Etsy shop. They have an Etsy store for the the for fucking office dis, chairs. It's all disproportionately you know African American. Of There's, course, um, yeah. The, you ever saw the, the because the show? The, we because we literally ran drugs. We literally we did a war on drugs yeah. to them by giving yes. them yes. Crack Purposely, cocaine, yeah. and then we made crack the drugs that we were giving to all the black people. A really, we made that more illegal really than the same talk. drug in powder form. There's a really good talk by uh, the it's one of the main guys in Weeds that show Weeds that was on Showtime. Is mm -hmm. one of the main like drug dealer guys or drug grower guys. He gave this talk. It was like a 15 minute YouTube video. Covers it from start to finish, and it's so poignant, so perfect. Like the prison industrial complex of like selling drugs to inner cities and the CIA backing it and blah, blah, blah. And it goes all the way through the entire history. And it's like, it's just slavery. It's, it's all we're doing. There's it's a carve out for it in the constitution, in the amendment that ended slavery. They were like, well, unless you commit a crime. Yeah. Which we get to define. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a felony, right? Not just any crime. But again, it doesn't matter. We get to decide what that is. Yeah. Like the government yeah. gets to decide what that is. That's why like Florida, Florida has the largest incarceration rate, doesn't it? Yeah. The most uh, private prisons. Yeah. And then that vote passed, right? Like it was, I think it was in, was it 2018 where they finally made it so that uh, felons could actually vote once they were released? Yeah. They were pissed about that. Yeah. That was insane. Like, the Republicans it was like, still tell them that they can't. They still try to run on uh, the fact that uh, you, yeah, as a felon, you can't. They still which like is try to pretend and like scare legal. them into. Well, technically you can't as a felon while you're in prison, but as soon as you're released, then you can. So they try yeah. to twist the language and parse it. So they can kind of just make it, it feel a little yeah. more broad. Yeah, Which is what they're trying like to do even, in Michigan right now. As yeah, well. this is this is why this is the throwback to that uh, that video. Mm -hmm. Ignore the fact that uh, most people that are in prison probably shouldn't be, yeah. if not all of them. Under your own logic, if you have this crime, here's the penalty. You do the penalty. You should be good. Like you should be like fully reinstated as a citizen. But no, yeah. no, it's a constant. And, I mean, and partially the recidivism is also the point. Like you make it as hard as you can to get them back into prison. Yep.
Thank you for listening to episode five. This is, yeah, we're running out of time on our free Watch Zoom. Our free Zoom that we can't this is, afford, this apparently. Episode five. Carl Randindra. Uh, we also want to talk about that chess cheater, which I think yeah. he's... My take is that he's cool and good, and I like him. He's my right, hero. Good. I'll, I'll read that article. All right. We timed it wrong. Yeah. Any second. I love you guys. All right. Next week.